Amen. We just want to thank you for coming out. Um, today, what I'm going to be preaching on is what is your identity? Amen. Because right now, you, you, you see all over the place, we're having a major identity crisis in the United States today. Either you're black or you're Mexican or you're, you're, you're uh, trans, uh, transgender or you're a woman or you're not a woman. Everybody's trying to find their identity. You're either a Christian or you're not a Christian. You're either a Muslim or not a Muslim. You're either a, a seven-day Adventist or all these things are happening. And all it's doing is confusing everybody in this world today. We have to learn what our identity is. And we have to be strong when we, we know about our, our, our identity because God's identity has never changed. He is the same from the beginning to the end. So why is our identity changing? Before, back in the days, it wasn't okay to do certain things. But since the identity has changed, now it's allowing people to do things that they've never done before. And we're saying, well, that's the way the world is, then I guess that's okay. But where do, where do we read our Bible that the things that are going on in this world is okay? We have to be firm in our identity because our identity is important. How many of you guys know that when they talk about your last name, that is important, Amen. That's your identity. That's where you came from. Amen. So when we talk about God, our, that's our identity. That's my identity. So when we talk about things, we have to know who are, what is our identity. Amen. We can't be to the left and to the right. Just because the world says something, we're okay with it. Because I was, I was, I posted something, uh, the, uh, uh, a few weeks ago, it was about a, a a little girl. She went to kindergarten. The teacher was reading her a book about a transgender a, a boy that wanted to be a girl. So this little girl goes home, and she she goes in the bath, and she starts taking a bath. She sees her face in the mirror. The water went on her head, and her hair went slick back. She started crying, and she went to her mom, and she said, Mom, I don't want to be a boy. But these are the things that are being planted in our children today. It's to confuse their identity. And when your identity is confused, you don't know what you are in this world anymore. See, God has called us to be overcomers. He has called us to be victors, not victims. Amen? But it's only up to us to believe in what he's called us to be. Because a lot of times in this life, we are victims and we just, we want to sue everybody. Amen? We're the victim. Oh my gosh, she stepped on my toe. I'm going to sue her. They served me my fries. They're all hard, and I'm going to sue them. They only gave me one patty on my double-double. I can't believe that. We go, we, we 
play the victim card so good. Amen. And it's not only in the world, it's in the church. See, when you play the victim card in the church, you're just playing yourself. Amen. Because God has called us to be victors, not victims. Amen. He has called us to be overcomers. Not people that are, are, are low lives, not people that are, are slum, not people that are nobodies. He's called us to be winners, not losers. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a good clap offering. Amen. But it's up to you to know your identity. If you want to play the victim card, you're always going to have a problem. The victim card, all it is, it's, a, it's called an excuse card. And every time something happens, you pull it out and say, I'm a victim. Amen? But we're not victims. We're, vict- we're victors. Amen? In Christ. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you something on what God, how God thinks of, of what we should be doing. Amen? Because this is our identity. This is how... W- when people see us out in the world, they say, what is your identity? Is he a true Christian or is he a fake? Is he playing the part or is he real for reals? Amen. Because they can tell by the way you talk. If it's always poor me, then what, what is the purpose of coming to church? They could be all poor me by themselves in the world. We're supposed to be overcomers. We're supposed to be uh, uh, believing in God for everything. Everything that comes out of our mouth should be what? Good news. That's what he said. He told the disciples, he said, when you go out there, go spread the good news. Guess what? They were getting beaten. They were getting stoned. They were getting hit up left and right. They were going to rival gangs and they were going over there and they were spreading the good news. They didn't care. They were all beat up from the feet up. And they were still saying, you know what? God's going to come back and save your life one day. Amen? That's what he told the disciples. And those disciples, they were true to their word. Yeah, they messed up. But they still fulfilled the will that God called them to do. Amen? They didn't say, you know what? I don't have gas. Guess what? They walked the miles, amen? They didn't say that they didn't have a donkey, amen? They didn't even say they have food. And you know what? God told them, when you go out there to teach the word, don't even take money. Don't even take clothes. I'll supply all your needs, amen? That's what type of God that we are. But you know us, we're, we're so, we want to plan everything out. Today we're going to outreach. Okay, make sure you have your sunblock. Make sure you have your water. Make sure you have the paleta man's number in case it gets hot outside. Make sure you have your walking shoes. Make sure you're... We have so many excuses and so many things. And God says, just get out there and spread the good news. Amen? There's so many people that are lost and bound, confused of their identity, and we're over here waiting and, and, and making sure our shoes are nice and tight, making sure they're cleaned, amen, making sure our hair's cut, and all they want to do is see somebody spread the good news. They don't care what you look like. 
All they care is, is if they can see the light that God has placed in your life. They don't care if you're big or you're small or you're tall, you're handsome, you're ugly. They don't care about all that. They just want to see the love of God when we go out there and reach them. That is our identity is the love of God. Amen? That is what we are is the love of God. So when we're playing the victim cards, the poor me, they're saying, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I'm doing bad all by myself. I don't need you being bad with me. We need to stop being the victims, amen? What are you a victim of? To tell you the truth, what are we victims of? I was telling my brother the other day, we were, we were having a conversation, and we're, uh, it was just, what are we victims of? When we're trying to make money or, do, or, 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 or start a business, what are we the victim of? We're just the victim of laziness. Amen? Each one of you has a talent that you can do. Each one of you can get out there and do it, but are you willing to do it? Or are you going to play the victim? See, the victors, the people that are successful, they practice at what they do. They take extra time. They go out of their way to, to specify in their craft and, and put it all together and make sure that they're the master of it. I was telling somebody the other day, it's like the, uh, the, the jack of all trades, but the master of none. We want to be everything, but we don't know anything. Amen? We need to know what our identity is. Our identity is very important because when you learn what your identity is, then you have something to fight for. Amen? Because when you fight for your family, you say, I'm a Christian, and you, you look around, and these are all of our family members right here. This is just a little bit of us. And we say, we're going to fight for each other. And we're not going to let the devil take one of a, each other. We're not going to let somebody put you down. We're not going to let somebody beat you up because you're my family. Amen? That's what we do when we identify ourselves with Christ. And that's why in football they said the, the, it's always about the name on the front, not the name on the back. Because when we do the name on the back, all we are is victims. Amen? The name on the front is we're Christians. And all of us are teams. I don't care if you go here. I don't care if you go to the rock. I don't care if you go to, to victory or outreach. I don't care where you go. That's still your brothers and sisters. Amen? Because we all identify with the same father. It's funny how sometimes even in church we, we think we're different. We think we're a different identity. We're the same identity. We're from the same DNA and that's God that's in heaven. Amen? We need to understand our identity. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 if we understand our identity, it would be easy to do this. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. 
For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his own soul? What will you give God for your own soul? Amen? That's, that's something that we have to understand. He says, take up your own cross. Quit playing the victim. Pick it up yourself. Don't let your wife pick it up for you. Don't let your husband pick it up for you. It's your cross, and you need to pick it up. You have no victim. You're not no victim. Amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a good clap offering. Amen? It's so funny that we think that we're going to get to heaven on somebody else's coattails. It doesn't say that. God, there's a lot of stuff that's prevented because that person prayed for you and intercessed for you. But it doesn't mean that you're going to go to heaven because they prayed for you. It means pick up your own cross. It means pick it up for yourself. Quit being a victim and quit being a baby. Pick it up and let's walk. And so when we walk, people out there will say, I can identify them as Christians. Amen? I see the cross on them, and I know that they are the light, not the darkness. Amen? And I know I can go to them for help. See, each and every one of you is an evangelist. You don't have to come up here and be ordained. You don't have to be. You have a mouthpiece for yourself. There's a lot of people, believe it or not, that look up to you that you don't even realize. I remember when I was when when I was younger, I used to always wear my socks all the way up to my knees. You know how we used to do it, amen. So my brother CJ, he's in in, in kindergarten or, or first grade, and he has his socks up to his knees, amen. And they're telling him, "Hey, you got to put your socks down, or you're going to be in trouble." And he was like, "No, I'm going to put them up." And he made a stand, amen, because. That's what he believed he was, that he was looking up to me. Amen? And I didn't realize that him at that little age was even paying attention to me. And that's the same thing with us today. We feel like, oh, nobody even pays attention to us because we're not the pastor or we're not a leader. Believe me, people are looking at you for everything that you do. Amen? See, right now, you guys are victors because you guys are are. are trying to change your lives. You guys are putting the effort. Right now you're winning. It's when you choose to give up, that's when you start to lose. It says right here that we have to pick up our cross because if we lose our lives for God, he's going to give it back better. Amen? And how many of you guys know that the creator is way better than we can even imagine? The things we imagine are, are very simple. I just want a two-bedroom apartment. And he says, how about a four-bedroom uh, house? I just want one, you know, with the fan. He goes, how about one with the air conditioning? I just want, you know, a car to get me around. And he says, how about a new car? That's the type of God we serve. That's the type of God we serve. That's why we can't give up. 
The first time we give up, we're just forfeiting all of our, our things that God has for us. He's created this beautiful earth, amen? You don't think he has a beautiful life planned out for you? See, the word victim is a person who is deceived or cheated. See, as by his own or her own emotions or ignorance. By the dishonesty of others. Now, a victor is a person who has overcome or defeated an adversity. He's a conqueror. How many guys in here are conquerors? Amen. How many guys really believe that you're a conqueror? Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a good clap offering. Amen. In Romans chapter 8, verse 37, it says right here. But in all these things, we are overwhelmingly conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things in the presence nor things that to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created things will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus and our, our Lord. How many of you guys stand by this scripture today? Amen. See, when we are victors, that's the way we believe. We believe that nothing can come against us. Not angels, not principalities, not death, not life, not the, the present, not anything can overcome us. Because why? Because we have the God in us. See, that's why we need to spread the good news. People need to hear that, that they're more than overcomers. They don't, they already know they're dumb. Amen. Let's build them up already. They already know that everybody's already told them that they're a failure. Let's start building them up and say, you know what? I got something that's going to make you so blessed because you're going to be able to overcome things that you have never overcome. How many of you today has overcome something since you've been saved? Amen? See, when you are victorious, we're able to say that. Amen? See, I remember seeing people. I've been in in, uh, in ministry for over 15 years. I've been in church for over 20. I see the things that happen to people when they first get saved. You know that it's very easy to be victorious when you first get saved. Amen? When you first get saved, you're praying for everybody. When you first get saved, you're excited that your children come to your to church. You're happy that that that, that you you've overcame drugs, that you overcame alcohol. But then time starts settling in. And only time is what's going to tell how long have you carried your cross. It's only time that's going to show if you're a true Christian or you were just playing the part. Because a lot of people are putting down their cross and putting up their protest signs now. They're saying, I'm not... 
I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to go back to the road. That's the saddest thing because God has so much for you. It was so great when he got you that job. What is the difference when he got you that 14-hour job and you were happy? Only time. Because after time, you're saying, I'm worth more than this, and I hate this job. But you were so happy when he blessed you with it. What happened? Then we start playing the victim. You know, well, you know, I've been here for a long time. You know I'm worth more than that. And it's the same thing when it comes to the church. Only time is going to tell how, how it's going to play out. When you were first in church, you were happy to be an usher. Amen? Now I've been here too long. That's, that's too little for me. You were happy to help uh, in prayers. Amen? When they, when they say we have a prayer meeting, well, I'm the first one there. Amen? When we're doing classes, I'm the first one there. What has changed you? It's only your identity that's changed. Because you once were a servant, and now you're too good for it. Amen? What has changed in time? You know that God hasn't changed. God hasn't changed. He's still saying, do the same thing. Usher, when you usher the people in, do it with, the, with, with joy and do it with happiness. This isn't the, the, the county jail. Yeah, people all posted up like it's the county, amen? This is a church. You love on people, you, you give them hugs, and you, you make them excited to come to church because this should be the best place. When they come to church, they should feel the love. This is not, we're not a gang. We're a family. That's what our identity is, amen? It's because we're a family. We're not here to impress anybody. We're here just to show love to each other. Because you're my brother and you're my sister. I don't care what race you are. God created us. We have the same father. How can we be any different? How can I say that you're different than me if we have the same father? But it's only time that changes things. It's only time that that changes our identity because once we were sold out, now we just sold out. That's what happens in time. That's why when when we come to to do ministry or they they test you in your time and see, are you really going to be with us for a while? And then we'll put you in ministry. There's so many positions in this church that need to be filled. But it's only if we're willing to show our true identity. Are we going to be committed? Are we going to have excuses like a victim? Well, I can't make it because my car, I can't do this. There's so many excuses for victims, amen? Well, I can't stand that long. That's why I can't be an usher, amen? Well, start 
Start doing some squats or something. Amen? Quit laying down all day. Massage your feet. Do something. Because we know if, if, if there was a two-for-one special somewhere, you would be running. You'd be waiting in line for two hours. Amen? See, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, it says this. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. How many guys believe that? That God is not mocked. We can't be deceived. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially, and especially, and especially to those who are in the house of faith. It says it right here. This, this is why you have to read your Bible. If you don't read your Bible, you have no, you have no identity because you don't even know what it's about. All you hear, all you're doing is repeating something that, we're, uh, that the preachers are saying. This has to be embedded in your heart in order to stand for a long time. Amen? See, if we reap to our flesh, guess what we're going to be? We're going to be flesh. Our flesh is a downer, amen? Because all we want is self. We do all this stuff for self, and when we do it, it excites us for a moment. But if you do something for somebody else, it excites you for much longer. That's why when God says it's better to give than to receive, it's because when you help somebody, it releases something in your heart. When you do it for yourself, all you're doing is wanting more and more and more. In 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3, over time, this is what happens as I get into to the victim stage, amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it's uh, chapter 11, verse 3, it says, but I am afraid that as a serpent deceived Eve by his own craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion of Christ. You see that where he says, I'm afraid that over time, we're going to lose the simplicity of, of the word. The simplicity of the word is what? Have a relationship with God. Spread the good news. Believe that he's your father. Have faith. There's really not much more to that. And, and above all, what is the greatest commandment that God said? To love your neighbor as you love, as you love yourself. 
That's all it is. And he's saying, when we get too far into the word where we forget the simplicity of Christ, we're trying to do all these other things, and we forget what we're supposed to do on a daily basis. That's spread the good news. The good news is that he's coming back soon. Amen? The good news is that you still have an opportunity. The good news is that you still have breath in your lungs to say something. The good news is that there's your, your family members are still alive to reach them. The good news is there, you still have time. You know what the bad news is? When somebody passes away and you should have witnessed to them. And you find out they, were, they, were, they did an overdose. And you could have witnessed to them. But you were too busy on Facebook or on Instagram posting of how many tacos you ate that night. Amen? I, I really believe that. Because I, even myself, I was like, well, what am I posting on a daily basis, I got to start posting more positive stuff. I got to p- start posting the good news because a lot of people that are on my feed, if even if I can't reach them physically, something else will reach them. We should be on a daily basis be shooting out more godly things than worldly things. Amen. But it's up to us. It's up to us. We're not, we can't say we're the victim because I can't walk. Well, post something. I can't talk. Well, well, there's, hand out a flyer. You don't have to talk. Let the flyer do the talking. You don't have to talk. Just say, we want to welcome you out to our church. But we can't play the victim no more, amen? We can't play the victim. See, victims spread fear. When you hang around victims, they spread fear. Oh, don't go there. I remember last time they got robbed, and you know what? You're going to get robbed, and you better, be, you better be strapped like Fort Knox, amen? Just to go get that burger. Or they say, you know what, don't, don't buy that or don't do that. That's all the, always the victim because they're afraid. And when, you, when you're a victim in, in church, they say, you know what, don't, don't do this or don't do that. Don't hang around so-and-so. You're constantly in fear when you're a victim. When you're a victim, you say, I can't. When you're a victor, you say, I can. As a victim, you accept that there is nothing that you, you accept that there is nothing you can do so you become a failure. That's why, you know, I can't get a job. Last time I got a job, you know what? The manager came in and they, they, they scared me. You have the, the authority of God, Amen. I've learned that. The other day I was at this place and I was taking pictures uh, 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 of, uh, at this event. And I just had the confidence. I walked around with confidence. And nobody told me anything. And I remember 
when I was in sales, I had confidence because I, I knew that God was with me. Amen. I remember I had the confidence that when I was in the sales, I said, God, you know what? Today, there's a salathon or whatever. I was in car sales, and I go, Father God, I'm just going to give you my first check. I'm not even going to care about it. I'm going to give it to you now. I haven't even sold a car yet. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give you my check. I'm not going to have fear of that money. I'm just going to thank you and be blessed. Guess what? That weekend, I was the top salesman. And everything that I gave, because I gave out of, I didn't have fear. It was, I, it was like a $200 uh, sale. I remember that weekend I made $9,000. Amen? It was because I had no fear. And I said, you know what, God, I'm not even going to, I'm just going to give this to you. I don't even care. I'm going to put you first, and I'm going to give to you first. And I remember when I was younger and I, and I had to get surgery um, because I had a cyst on my eye. And I remember the doctors telling me all these things, but I wasn't playing the victim. I said, I know my God is going to heal me. I don't care what you say. All I care is about what God says. They told me that I was only going to live for one year when I was 14. They said I was only going to live for one year. I was going to be in a wheelchair. I wasn't going to have no vision. I was going to have to take pills for the rest of my life. And I could have played the victim, and I could have been sad and went in my corner and said, you know what, I don't, I, I'm just going to live my last year in fear. But I said, no, God, you told me in your word that you're going to heal me. Now I want to see it done. And when they told me those reports, I just laughed at them. And when I went in for surgery, I laughed. They were like, why are you so happy? And I'm like, well, everything's in God's hands. That was at 14 years old. And I continued. And I remember that, that I didn't let anything make me have fear. And I know that, that God always had his hand on me. So when we play the victim, it's only to our disadvantage. Because we're just going to go and we're just going to sit and do nothing and, pry, and, and cry in the corner, poor me, poor me, poor me. But if you have hands, you have feet, you have vision, you have hearing, you are not no victim to nothing. Amen? You need to get up. You need to start doing what God's called you to do. You need to put all the naysayers, everybody that's trying to tell you and, and, and make you a victim of something, Say, you know what? I'm not going to listen to you. God has a calling for me, and I'm going to listen to him because he knows what's best, and I'm going to be victorious, and one day you're going to come to me, and I'm going to pray for you. You know, that's the mentality we need. We shouldn't have no fear. If somebody comes against you, just say, thank you, Jesus. You're going to take care of them. That's what confidence I have. That's what confidence we, we should have because we need to know our identity. If we're in Christ, we know that God is for us. He's not against us. If he's for you and he's not against you, then he's going to give you the best. So when he gives you the best, it's like that one song that, that we say, we give you um, everything and nothing less. When we have that mentality 
everything and nothing less, we will get much further than we'll ever get because God sees that in your heart. He looks at your heart and he says, are you for me or are you against me? Are you with me or are you with them? We need to choose today and say, what, who are we for? Amen? This, the other day, as I read Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, it says right here, For the one who sows to his own flesh, from the flesh will reap corruption. You know that we sow to our flesh a lot? In everything we do, when we're on our phones daily, we're sowing to our flesh. When we go out to eat, we're sowing to our flesh. When we watch TV, we're sowing to our flesh. When do we flow, when do we sow to the Spirit? And that's where our identity comes from. It's from the Spirit. We have power when we have the Spirit. We have no power when we have the flesh. When we are in the Spirit, we have the power to cast demons out. When we're in the Spirit, we have powers to heal. When we're in the Spirit, we have power to save and witness to these people. But when we're in the flesh, all we do is argue. All we do is fight. All we do is create problems for ourselves. That's why we have to figure out what is our identity as we all stand. A victor will always find a way out and a victim will always find an excuse to stay in. As we all bow our heads, I'm going to tell you something that you need to know. In this game of life, God always wins. God is not a loser. God always wins. In John chapter 14, verse 1, it says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwellings. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That when I am there, you may also. And in verse 4, this one, this one really impacted me when I read it. It says, and you know the way where I'm going. See, in us, we know the way. We already know how to get there. But are you willing to take the step out with your true identity and say, look it, I'm putting everything behind. I'm not going to be a victim no more. I want to be a victor today. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a good clap offering. Amen. As we all bow our heads, if you're saying today, I'm tired of being the victim. You're saying, I, I, I want what God has for me. I'm tired of playing the part. I'm tired of being the victim. I'm tired of crying myself to sleep. I'm tired of being in fear. I want you just to lift up your hands right now. Amen. God sees those hands. Amen. If you're saying, 
I want to know what my true identity is. You're saying, I want to know what my true identity is. I'm tired of, of playing the part. I'm tired of not knowing where I really stand. Just raise your hands right now. God sees those hands. Amen. I'm going to open up these altars. God says you already know the way. And I know a lot of you already know the way. I'm going to open up these altars. If you want your identity back, come to the altar as we just pray for you. As the, as the, other, as the other pastors, come and help us pray.